Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? I want you to meet Forky. He's a spork. I am not a toy. I'm trash. What is it with you and trash? It's warm. It's cozy. Like somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. Toy Story 4. Rated G. See it now. Hello, hello, hello. It's Adolf Vega, and I'm with Krista. Hello. And Jake. Hello. And we are reviewing, with full spoilers, Toy Story 4. So if you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers... Pause this movie, podcast, and continue it after you do it. There's a lot of spoilers here, than, more than you would think for an animated movie. Yeah, and we'll be here. <laughs> Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Okay, so Toy Story 4 begins without a mini-movie before it. What do you guys think of that before we get into the movie? No little, uh, you know, mini short. Yeah. Well, kind of disappointing, but this was also a longer movie, too. I, personally, I grew up with, like, all the Pixar shorts, and I loved them all, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they actually did reference one of the Pixar shorts. Uh, one of the early Pixar shorts that inspired Toy Story was called Tin Man. And they had a character in this movie that was the Tin Man, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to the movie. The movie starts off in a rainy scene. Now, uh, we all watched it in 3D, so we'll talk about the 3D element as we go into this movie. Um, but we start off in a rain scene, and this scene takes place somewhere between to Toy Story 2 and 3. And the little um, go-kart, I don't remember the name of the character, um, is stuck in like about to get released in the gutter and um the the toys try to save him from being washed away and also um that's when the character Bo Peep is given away to a different family. Um first of all, I think this scene probably is the best 3D scene. The rain just looks incredible. Uh, just me. Oh yeah, and also like the finish on Bo's face like she's really shiny. Uh, like as if she's like a glass doll, which I thought is an interesting choice, but I, I liked it that the way they, they did Bo, which wasn't done in previous movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've the animation in this was gorgeous. I mean, it's now hard to go back and watch Toy Story 1 because we've progressed so much with technique. Mm-hmm. Like, so, if you even compare how Andy looks like in this movie versus how Andy looks like in the old movie, there's no comparison. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, when they did do Toy Story, though, that was, like, one of their first times ever doing anything with, like, people to animate. So <laughs> it was a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, but I at the time, it looked amazing. That just shows you how much it's changed. Yeah. First CG movie of all time. 
and full-length. There was like little shorts here and there, but full-length movie, that was the first one. So, yeah, it de I would definitely love to buy or rewatch 1, 2, 3 with Toy Story 4 graphics. Totally. Everything copied and pasted the same. 100% the same, except for new graphics. I would 100% want that. Yeah. Well, the when they released the, the uh, in 3D, they did tweak some stuff. Uh, so it does look better. just doesn't look fabulous. So if you ha if you haven't seen uh, the first, you know the early Toy Stories in 3D because they weren't originally released in 3D, I recommend checking them out if you can find the discs. I believe the I believe the third one was released in 3D, but the first, first two were, were converts. Uh huh. But the thing is, they can they they didn't cheap out like DreamWorks did when they converted the Shrek movies. So it was all. It does look like native, three D, because they went down to the art and tweaked it and moved it around. And I mean, very. Mm -hmm. They did a very nice job. Mm -hmm. So, what did you think of the rain in this scene? It was nice. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Mm hmm. So we, I get like the first little cry here, where Bo Peep says goodbye to Woody, and you know. He, he, Woody goes back and, you know, it's like she's not coming back with us. And, you know, no one knows what happened. But, you know, and, you know, she's gone. Uh, Bo Peep. Yeah, the Bo Peep thing you mentioned, Krista, is actually true. Um, that originally she was just supposed to be a plastic figure. But, like, the idea of her being, like, a porcelain kind of uh, look, they just could not do it then. So, they, you know, now they can. So, it's kind of a retcon, but not... It's kind of what they originally wanted to do, but couldn't back then, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, this, this opening scene is just like such a, it hits you a ton of bricks. I think, you know, it's like, wow, this <laughs> is one hell of a way to start a story. And and this, this, this beginning scene, is, it actually does answer a question that was never answered uh, in the, the previous movies. Where Woody talks about Bo Peep is no longer with us, but there's not really an explanation as to why. Yeah, so I really wonder if this was like planned or this was like, okay, let's just solve this puzzle and have the story, you know? So we then go back to the present, which I don't know when this movie is supposed to take place. Um, I guess it's now? I don't know. Um, and Bonnie is playing with all the toys and she doesn't want to play with um, Woody and Woody stays in the closet and with other unwanted toys. And, you know, Bonnie is going to preschool and she's terrified or and kindergarten. Sorry. And, um, you know, she's just a little girl and doesn't never been to school before. And, you know, Woody sneaks into her bag and is there. And in school, she makes her own character, Forky. What did you think of this uh, scene, Jake? Uh, it was interesting. I just, you know, it's, uh, my thought is, okay, uh, it's nice to see that uh, Toy Story respects the do-it-yourself artist now instead of, you know, I'm talking about Sid. <laughs> so now they have a respect for kids who like to make their own toys. Well, Sid is pretty demented, so... 
Yeah, well, what can I say? The, the older I get, the more I relate to Sid. <laughs> See, of course, Sid is only horrifying if you if the toys are alive. If the toys aren't alive, which he doesn't know they're alive, you know, yeah. he's just messing around. Of course, I should disclaimer: my toy of choice as a kid was a thing maker, so I made my own toys. Nope, I had a whole set of toys just like this, or not exactly like this, but pre-made figures and dinosaurs and whole bunch of goodies like this. So this is exactly how I played when I was a little boy. So I totally relate to this movie series. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I made my own toys. So and I had uh, molds. Uh, I had the the bootleg marks uh, Disney molds, and I had the Superman mold, and I had uh, the Batman mold. So I was always having Batman and Superman fight each other. Of course, a lot of times my Batman would be uh, multicolored, and my Superman would be multicolored and glow in the dark. And uh, I had the creepy crawlers. So. I have to say that toys growing up with Toy Story like kind of gave me a guilt complex in the sense that I didn't want to abandon toys. I like slept with stuffed animals much longer than I needed to, not because I wanted to, but because I felt guilty <laughs> like not having the toys. Uh, <laughs> toys <attention. laughs> no, I understand, you know. I, I've grown a little toy collection of my own because I gave up my toys when I was getting older. And then, you know, in college, I started to get back some just because I wanted to have something to remember my childhood. And that one little figure here turned into another figure there, turned into this. And then now I have a whole selection of toys and such. And, yeah. You know, I had Godzilla and Ninja Turtles fight each other. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, these days I've swapped out toys for tiki mugs. So I've just so when I have the itch for a like a Shazam toy, I got instead I got the Shazam tiki mug, and I can drink booze out of it. <laughs> anyway, get back to the movie. Um, <laughs> Forky comes back with um, Bonnie, and Forky is now alive and. Forky is like, I don't know what's going on, but I want to go back to the trash can because that's where I'm happy. <laughs> Quote unquote alive. He's kind of <laughs> out of it. He's just like trash, trash. And he, keeps... <laughs> he doesn't really understand the whole being alive concept. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's disgusting? You, I uh, was the other day at Target and they had Forky toys for sale. Do it yourself. Oh get. Oh my god. Yeah, ten bucks. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's insane. And I was like, going, should I sit around here and watch and see if anybody buy picks this up and puts it in their shopping cart? And then I said no, because I would probably couldn't fight the urge to shame them for such a stupid thing. <laughs> Ten bucks for something you could go over to the uh, Starbucks and get most of the materials for free. Well, the pipe cleaner, you know, and the, and the little eyes you can go to the dollar store and yeah, those. 
So for two dollars, you can have an army of Forkies. <laughs> what would an army of Forkies do? Go to the trash can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fill the trash can up, and they could like turn it into a drum. They could be like a drum circle in a trash can. <laughs> so yeah, getting back to this, one thing about the movie is that um. I wish that they really got into the consciousness. I understand why they didn't do it. I, I totally get it. But I would love for them just to really explain the rules of Toy Story because they haven't done it in the four movies. Yeah. And then. Well, not just the consciousness rule, also the thing where, like, they don't move when when people are around. But, like, this is, like, not consistently followed. Yeah, so it's a conscious choice. That's yeah. one thing. This movie, it's a conscious choice to not move. Mm-hmm. It's not like an unconscious choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's one thing that I'm kind of disappointed in, but I understand why they didn't go there because that's some deep level philosophy, and they don't have that kind of time to go in there. And you know, other Toy Story, other Pixar movies, not Toy Story movies, other Pixar movies would go in there, but I kind of feel like they just don't, they don't want to go there because it, it, it could get to re- weird political and, philo- you know, it just gets really mm-hmm. deep. So, I'm, yeah. I they mean, they back. are going in terms of, like, they did, they mention it, at, like, twice. Once is the fact that, like, Woody is surprised <laughs> that the fork is alive. <laughs> and two, they have, like, the other one at the end who's, like, why am I alive? And Forky is like, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of think they don't even want to try to explain it either. And I think they could ruin it by explaining uh, it, you know. Yeah, we're looking at Wreck-It Ralph. So. The I mean, if there's just, you go down the rabbit hole, you're not always going to come out with a good movie. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it, it I kind of want it, but I understand why they didn't do it. And I'm not mad at them for not going there. But it's just one of those things that's just been a lingering question about Toy Story for the, all the movies. And you just kind of, all right, well, it's alive now. Or it has consciousness. And um, yeah, it, it just, it's, what it is, you just move on, you know? It, it just well, kinda... I, think, I think personally, like the Pixar theory is largely inspired by Toy Story, because I think like there's no really other mo- movies that sh- that show it to that extent as uh, Toy Story does, which is like the concept behind the Pixar theory is that animals and objects become alive based off of their relationships with humans. Now, that theory is just kind of all over the place now because it just doesn't seem to make sense and pixar and disney don't acknowledge that theory so it's just kind of a fan theory yeah yeah so it's fun it's an interesting idea but you know it's just one of those things that you know i don't think they're really thinking about it this is the marvel cinematic universe this is Mm -hmm. you know pixar and they're just making you know there's some inconsistencies and there's some of the sequel movies too you know Mm -hmm. but anyway so they're going on a road trip and um, you know, Bonnie and his fa- and the family, um, and 
Which is kind of weird because like she just started school. You would think, okay, you know, <laughs> wow, she's just started school and then going on a road trip. But and she takes Forky and a bunch of the gang with her, and um, Forky, you know, doesn't want to be a toy and keeps jumping out of her hand, Bonnie's hands, and um, Woody keeps putting it back in and keeps doing everything to keep. Forky with Bonnie because bon making bon uh, Bonnie making Forky is like a pivotal moment to Bonnie's idea of who she is because she was able to get over her fear of school with creating that toy. Am I overanalyzing this or am I right? I think uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's partly Woody like want like seeing that Forky makes Bonnie happy. Uh, and so, like, wanting to hold on to Bonnie being happy. Um, this this does bring up, like, the thing with the, the fact that they all, like, specifically Forky, who doesn't really have a concept of being to a toy, still follows the rule that toys don't move unless, like, no one's looking at them, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it... it why would he, you know, did they give him a brief cor uh, course of not to move around and not do stuff and off screen or something? Because he should not know these rules. Everyone else does. But, you know, he doesn't care. It's, which I don't know. I, just refer to it, I guess. Because yeah. Because the thing is, like, he's only, he's he's constantly running to the trash can. But he only does it, like, when these specific rules. Just, I, I feel like that was kind of a plot hole there. That, like, like these are these rules like instinctual that that you have to do this and then like you know it, it's an effort to break it or like what is the 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 thing there or is it if uh people give them life is it that when people look at them they don't have that life we don't know it's kind of uh... yeah exactly uh that's the big they went there you're I mean, these are the things I was thinking about while watching this movie, and, you know, this is not the stuff you should be thinking about while watching um, a movie. You should be in the story. So, uh, Forky escapes by jumping out of the car, and... Um, <laughs> yeah, out of the window of the motorhome. Yeah, and goes onto the road, and Woody goes out after him, and um, they don't realize it until they park... But they're like stopping at like near a carnival, and Woody eventually finds Forky and has a talk, and they're on the side of the road walking back, and um, I thought the 3D looked really great in this scene too. I really enjoyed it because um, the how the characters are walking toward the screen and the stuff on the side are going backwards. Um, I thought that was really nice. Um, what did you guys think of the 3D in this scene? I thought it was nice. Yeah. So eventually they get back to, you know, where the carnival is and they see that there is a um, old antique shop. And now Forky is 100% behind being a toy and being with Bonnie. But now Woody sees that the little stand where Bo Peep is is in this um, antique shop. So he wants to go in there. And then inside the antique shop, he finds this really... Um, with a dog, Gabby Gab or something? Gabby yeah, Gabby. Yeah, 
uh, she's based on a chatty Kathy, and then, which was an infamous talking doll that never worked. Yeah, and she wants uh, Woody's voice box because her voice box is broken. Yeah, it doesn't. It never worked, so she was never uh, played with. She was never a. She was just always. Uh, she was a defective doll that was dead stock, and and it ended up in this antique store. And she has a little group of uh, mannequin or um, ventriloquist dummies. dummies. Yeah, and uh, they're pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this actually brings up one question that I didn't have before this, which is what happened to Woody before Andy showed up? Uh, because uh, there's a line where where Gabby Gabby is like, oh, when were you made? And Woody is like, the 50s? Uh, which kind of gives us this huge gap of time uh, before Woody uh, is given to Andy or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So was he dead stock too? Yeah, I mean, the past, because, okay, if the 50s were when he was made, um, and then he came out around that time, and it's just assume that the first Toy Story movie is set when it came out in 96, right? Um, so that would mean... That would mean Andy is in his um, 40s now. So, uh, it's a sliding timeline, so... Uh, I would say that uh, the toys, the first no. Toy Story. Movie. It, why would Andy be in his forties? <laughs> that not, he would be like in his thirties, I think. Okay, well, nine. Okay, we got ninety-six. I was born in ninety-six. Okay. <laughs> and I'm twenty-two. Okay. Okay, I'm adding another ten years. Hey, I'm old. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so to compensate because it's like. Hey, to me, 1985 seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> I know. I'm so old. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some time there where Andy, maybe Andy got it from her, his dad. You know, I guess that makes the most sense. Because um, okay, how, how old was Andy? Was Andy like 10 in 96? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so you're right. He'd only be in his 30s. Hey, my bad. <laughs> I screwed up, mega culpa, mega culpa. Which is, you know, it's you know the whole transition from Western to space is something that happened in the you know fifties to sixties, you know, but happens in the nineties, I guess, and for this time period. Yeah, because uh, hey, kids, if you think uh, superheroes dominate culture now, in the 50s, it was the Western. In fact, Westerns dominated movies and pop culture for like 25 years. And now, like, Westerns are like barely made at all. Uh huh. Exactly. So, get back to the movie. Um, yeah, the, the she wants the voice box. She's kind of a villain for almost half the movie, Gabby. And um, the voice box, she wants it because there's this one girl. Because I guess like the grandmother, I forget the name of the character, is the owner of the antique shop. And her grand daughter plays in there, you know, all the time. 
but she never played with Gabby Gafford, you know, because she doesn't speak. And if she would speak, she would get played with. And that's all she wants. And she's like, oh, that's not terrible. You're not a bad person. You just want to be played uh-huh. with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Woody decides, you know, that the voice box would be better with her than with him. Eventually. Because he doesn't need it. Yeah, eventually. I mean, like, eventually, later in the movie, he, he gives mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, exactly. But, like, this, it's not really a villain, but is. Yeah. I mean, she's a she's like kind of an antagonist for the first part because because she kind of she isn't even really keeping Forky captive. Forky is just chilling with her. <laughs> but like, uh, exactly. She they're the four. She's the force they're working against because like they're trying to get Forky back or whatever, um, and like they're trying to avoid the dolls and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is starting to feel like a Goosebumps movie with all those ventriloquists and stuff. The ventriloquists are way creepier than Gabby is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how just by chance, I don't know if it was really by chance, but the Child's Play came out the same day, and Child's Play has been having a lot of posters mocking Toy Story, and in basically Toy Story 4 is destroyed of <laughs> a child's play in box office you know so it's just kind of one of those things where i don't know how that worked out yeah that was a kind of a duh but and i can't believe they're talking about toy story 4 being a failure with a 118 dollar opening so yeah getting back to this you know they're trying to figure out how to get um, Forky back with Bonnie. And then they know where the car is because um, I guess it's where I kind of lose some of this um, train of thought where how it goes. Because the rest of the toys are with Bonnie in the, in the car. And the family stays at the car because they know that Forky is nearby with um, Woody. And Woody escapes with the clutches, but Forky stays with Gabby. You know, Forky is captured, and then eventually Woody, you know, gets played with by a little girl, but finds Bo Peep in a skunk, um, which is a skunk car, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks like it was, see, when I was a kid, there was a toy that was it was a perfume sprayer in the shape of a skunk. And it would have perfume in it, and you'd pull the tail back, and it would just let loose uh, perfume. And as far as I can tell, the skunk itself is not alive. So it's never been played. So it's technically not a toy. Of course, I guess it really wasn't a toy. I just made the one that we had a toy. (laughs) So I guess my skunk, I guess my mother's skunk was alive. Anyway, (laughs) so I'm trying to keep this podcast going. (laughs) We're not making it easy for you. Um, So, Jake, all right, you what happens next? A lot of people running around screaming skunk. 
<laughs> Woody convinces Woody finds out Bo has been a lost toy and has been, you know, playing on the the campgrounds for the last however many years. Um, and Woody convinces Bo to to help him get Forky back and to like break into the antique shop. So they go over to the antique shop in the skunk. <laughs> yeah, and we find out the names of uh, Bo Peep's sheep, sheep, Billy Goat Gruff. <laughs> The names of her three sheep, and that they're and that they identify as female. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Buzz goes out to go look for them, and the rest of the toys have to stay in the car and find a way to get, keep the cars there. So they like um, flatten all the tires or something. Yeah, yeah. he's talking about seeing uh, the dad jail. Yeah. They're basically like, trying to delay the, the, the car from moving long enough yeah. for Forky and Woody to get back. <laughs> and then I keep wondering to myself, hmm, what if the dad in this is Sid grown up? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering that, you know, because he said that would explain a lot. <laughs> So um, Buzz goes out looking for him, but then he gets trapped by a um, one of the vendors, and then they have games where um, there's other stuffed rab- animals are there, which is done by Kyo and Peel, uh, and I really like these stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And- I did not. I thought they were completely pointless. <laughs> and uh, they don't believe in the non-moving rule. Yeah, at one point when they're like, how do we get this key? They come up with like three different plans that are all attacking the grandma. Which I think is hilarious. I thought they're all funny. Great, great tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought the first time it was funny, the third time it was getting old. <laughs> oh, I liked it because it was the, they were breaking the big rule. Yeah move in front of the humans and the last one which is so elaborate it was so it was like ooh, i love how um they're like one of the characters um was the, the girl don't interrupt like where's this going <laughs> <laughs> she's like taking a bath <laughs> she's... <laughs> that's why it's so great because they're just like oh that, that punchline you saw it coming a mile away but how they did it was so good, though. It was so fun. They were here, I think, just perfect amount. A little more would have been too much. Not, you know, I, I liked them, and um, you know, they eventually, you know, escape, and they get to find out that they're all in the um, antique shop, and Buzz, Woody, and Bo Peep all try to rescue, but they find a new friend, which is um, the great great Keanu Reeves as. Um, Keanu Reeves, oh my god. Yeah, Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest daredevil. Oh, I love that scene. I love it. I love the character. Yeah, it's based on the uh, evil Knievel toy. You know those Keanu Reeves? No, I didn't. (laughs) Yes, the great, it's probably his best year ever, I think. Keanu definitely is my... We are in the Keanu of, of Renaissance. Yeah, I'm definitely in favor of Keanu being Man of the Year. 
Oh, this is uh, this this year. It's 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 Will Smith's and Keanu Reeves' year. Personally, I think the Rajan joke that that storyline went on like way too much. They could have like minimized it because I feel like it just like stopped the story like dead it in just, its tracks. It means absolutely nothing unless you played with an evil Knievel toy. Oh yeah. Uh, because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The I, comic, I, the comic was great, but the toy, oh, it sucked. I mean, I felt Rena's pain. <laughs> I, can re- I, I ended up citifying my uh, Evil Knievel toy because you sure as hell couldn't jump with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah, he's a really fun character. They, they give him depth, which you weren't expecting or needing, but he was... I, I appreciate that depth he got for that character. I appreciate the depth that Gabby got in this movie. You know, everyone that did, needed to have depth got depth. You know, the, the Vitriticus dummies didn't get any depth, but they don't have... I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you want depth out of a Ventriloquist um, dummy, watch the movie Magic or Dead of Night. So, yeah, they have this scheme to jump over the, um, you know, <laughs> jump over, like, this, like, areas this, um, where the, the green kept, and with the Knievel, or what, not with Knievel, but with Kaboom, and because there's a cat, and the cat will destroy them, which the cat, you know, the first couple shots of this cat looked photoreal. It was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess they hate cats in, in, and, in the story universe. Well, I mean, like, even though, like, the cat was, like, mentioned as, like, a huge threat, it never really becomes that much of an issue. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because they kind of show that one of the toys, you know, were destroyed by the cat, but then, like, the other half of it is in that pinball, <laughs> and it just is fine. So it's like, I guess they can't be really destroyed. Or either they got really good drugs in that uh, bar in the pinball machine. <laughs> so poor stuffed uh, creatures uh, taking painkillers. <laughs> so they get over there and, you know, eventually they, they, they get back Forky, but they understand why Gabby, um, or Gabby takes away the voice box or, or I think. So what happens is they don't get back Forky. They all escape, but they don't get back Forky. And Woody wants to go back for Forky. And no one else wants to go back for Forky. And they all leave Woody behind. And then Woody goes by himself back to Gabby and gives Gabby the voice box. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. I was kind of confused there. And um, so they, um, Gabby, you know, finally has her voice. And then there's a scene with the little girl. And like, is she going to love him? No. And I was like, such a horrible feeling. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like it's like they set us set up this. You know, it's the moment where like 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 the bass never drops, kind of a thing. It's like they set they set up like all these tropes and all these expectations of like this. There's like this swelling romantic music, and then she's like, nah, and throws the doll. Yeah, and I was like, this girl is worse than Sid ever was. Yeah, and you really feel for Gabby. She's put her everything to this the plan, and it didn't work out. And yeah, 
And I'm like going, you're lucky you took, it was Woody. Anybody else would have left you there like you deserve for all the crap you did. But Woody is going to help you. Woody's wholesome. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So the rest of the toys are like, the, 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 guy, the parent of, it's like, oh, we fixed the tires, took all night, but now we got to go. And then the rest of the toys start to drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of well first they try and pretend to be the gps and then they yeah. start to be like the gps is wrong let's go somewhere else and then they're like no and they just like pull the brakes and the dad is like what the hell is happening yeah which is hilarious yeah this was starting to remind me of the abc um 30 minute specials they were airing uh after Toy Story 3, you know, the Halloween, there was one for Halloween, uh, I think one around Christmas. In fact, a lot of this movie remind, had the same basic plot of those shorts. So the plan was to get the car back to the carnival area and then um, everyone get back. And during that time, they managed to get everyone back and then they do see a little girl who is crying and... She's lost and just brilliantly stop the movie and let Gabby get a girl to love her. And, you know, they kind of just help the, you know, little girl. And that scene was just like, just so heartwarming. It was just like, oh my God. They, Gabby didn't deserve that, but it's so good that they did it. You know, gave her a really good exit out, you know? Hmm. And like she finds her parents, and she, you know, it, it's you know, just a really sweet little scene. And they're all ready to go back in the car, and the cops pull them over. Like I don't know what's going on. And um, then um, Woody decides, which I think this is the ending that I, for most of this movie, I was like, I, I really enjoy this. I love this movie. Probably can give it an eight. And but this ending here just pushed it over the top for me. Um, where Woody decides not to go and to stay with um, Bo Peep. And they get to go say goodbye to Woody. And you understand why. That his time, honestly, Bonnie's not going to care if he's gone. And Mm -hmm. he gets to live his life. He gets to have the the journey with Bo Peep that he, he loves her. And he'd rather do that, but he says goodbye to everyone in the most beautiful, wonderful way. And just, I, I really love Tim Madden in this movie. I, I mean, he just hit it so, he was so funny with using his inner voice to try to figure out things. And then it just being funny and how they said goodbye to infinity and beyond. It was like, beautiful, just beautiful. And everyone goes back together in the car. They leave, Bonnie leaves, and... Um, that's how the movie ends with Woody being not part of this toy story anymore and being with, you know, staying in the carnival with Bo Peep and everyone understanding it, moving on and get to say goodbye. And I kind of think that eventually that we don't know this, but I feel like Toy Story kind of explains what the toy story was. It was a toy. It was a story of Woody. 
all four mm-hmm. of these movies are Woody's movie. Mm-hmm. And that ending is like, okay, that's the ending. That's the ending for Woody's story. If they do a Toy Story 5, they'll have to do a different perspective. It could be Buzz's that, um, or whatever, but it's got to be a different... And you always thought before it was Andy's movies, but it wasn't. It was always Toy Story. So it was always the story of Aunt, of Woody, and that's what just hit me out of the park because I was crying. I loved it. All right, Jake, what did you think of that ending? It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed to have moved you a lot more than me. Uh, I mean, I cried a little, but like it also did seem like a rep, like a kind of cheap replica of the ending of the third movie. Yeah, in uh-huh. that it was trying to invoke the the same emotions, uh, in like the emotions of saying goodbye, which is like a very solid thing to invoke. Um, and like I understand why they went with it this way because like everything was leading up to like Woody feeling out of place um and like like him uh like him like that moment like you knew he was gonna go with Bo Peep because like that was what like it would have felt weird if he didn't go with Bo Peep honestly uh but um I feel like this is a story that has like really good bones to it and like you know, it didn't it didn't ruin the Toy Story franchise like I was afraid it was going to. Like it actually added a lot of good things, but like I don't think it was as good as previous two Toy Story movies because I think it was like a little bit scatterbrained and it was trying to do almost too much and it mm-hmm. like yeah, didn't it too, and it was too it long. Did, it didn't succeed in a, like a lot of the 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 side plots it was trying to do I felt like and I felt like it would have benefited by like going through a couple more revisions before they actually set the script in stone uh but like beginning and ending super solid like the the main structure of the stories is like fundamentally a good story it's just like in some of the details it didn't work out I think Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Krista, what would you give this as a score? I'd say a seven. Jake? Eight. All right. Well, I adore this. So, I gave it a 10 and Editor's Choice. I, For me, it's the best movie of the year. And for me, it's the best animated movie of the year. So, but we all enjoyed it. So. Yeah. 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 Look, a lesser Toy Story movie. It's probably going to be better than ninety nine percent of the movies out there. What I would really like the 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 couple of like changes I would make, like I would have liked Buzz to have been less of like a bumbling idiot and and more of like himself, and like to have like the d- dynamic between Woody and Buzz be more pronounced. Simply because, like Woody, like 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 Buzz is Woody's best friend. So like he's not just saying goodbye to Bonnie there; he's saying goodbye to Buzz. And so like if they had highlighted his relationship with Buzz a bit more, I feel like that would have been more impactful. Yeah, and I also want to know Buzz and Buzz. What about Buzz's journey? I mean, he was a toy who thought he was real. And then realized, if anybody should be talking to Forky, it's Buzz. 
I feel like Buzz was kind of like sidelines in this movie and just like made into comic relief and like not even good comic relief. And I feel like that's like the the movie's main weakness is just not utilizing Buzz yeah. in any yeah. I mean, emotionally. Alan only available to record for one day or something. I mean, heck, Keanu Reeves had more to do in this movie than uh, Tim Allen. If you had, if you had had like like Buzz go into the scene where uh, uh, Woody like gives up his voice box because of the thing you have like set up like this trope of the inner voice. If you just had Buzz in that scene and had Buzz as a as a character saying Woody don't give it up, Woody is ready to give it up, that could have like added so much more richness to their relationship. Uh-huh. Exactly. This was this was a lot of missed opportunities. Um now there's some mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene that I actually really like too where you get to the mid-credit scene uh, Jake, what happens in the mid-credit scene? Uh, Bonnie makes a new friend. Uh, and uh, so Forky meets, we don't know her name, but she is made out of a knife. And, knifey? Yeah, knifey or, <laughs> or stabby McStabby. <laughs> and... Uh, and she's uh, like trash, trash, and uh, and then we find out says, oh, we did this live thing, but we don't understand it or know how it works or anything. They admit it, so that was nice that they the, we do this, but we don't know why how it works. <laughs> and the uh, the other credit scene is uh, Woody and Bo and the uh, Key and Peel characters are. Uh, at the at the like the carnival, the carnival, and they're like basically making they're like making all the kids win prizes, so they give all the toys away to the kids. And the guy who's working the carnival isn't paying attention, so 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 they give away all the toys without him noticing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's gonna have to find another job. <laughs> And there's like this one thing where you know he pretends to be fake, or there's like this fake scene where he attacks everyone with laser beams in his eyes, and it was just like so crazy, but so much fun. I think. Yeah. Did you stick around for the end credits? Yep. Yeah. Yes, I Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, you see the little bike and um, the the I forget the character's name, but he does the jump on top of the eye of Pixar, just like the lamp does. Yeah, kaboom, kaboom. So and then the one of the characters finally gets a high five that never got it in the movie. So it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would I would love to see a Duke kaboom movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else you want to mention in Toy Story Four? I thought, uh, like, some of the just like you have like the the scenes with like the chandeliers when they're like on top of the the 
cabinet or whatever and they're looking out at the chandeliers and I thought that was gorgeous and I thought like some of the things with like anything like with like lights was really pretty the antique store looked gorgeous I just felt I was almost felt like I was being covered in dust bunnies yeah the animation and the the whole art style is just gorgeous and like you said it's it's hard to go back to see how things were because like it's one of those weird things where this is top notch animation, but it still feels the same. And, you know, it's one of those, I guess, Mandela effect things where if you go back to see Toy Story one, you'd be like, "Oh, that's how I remember it." Like Toy Story four, like in your mind, everything's perfect. Like Toy Story four visually is, but the reality is, it doesn't look that good. But it still keeps that style, still keeps that look. You know. Okay, yeah, that's because at the time it was it was top notch, and we've just it's just with time the progression, the improving of uh, technique, and mm-hmm. then you notice it because it's 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 like the being of the frog in boiling water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, one thing I noticed in this movie, which in another movie I might have liked, but in this movie I actually didn't like that they went this way is that there's never like a big woody bow kiss moment or anything like that which is Uh, really weird considering the fact that in the earlier movies there were woody and bow kisses and that was like actually a it was like actually a thing when bow wasn't a fleshed out character she was still like like woody's girlfriend but then like later on when bow is actually a three-dimensional character they don't really get that much into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're doing other things after the fact that they don't need kisses, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, there's, uh, also, there's several international markets still. Uh, a, a, a kissing scene would make this an adults-only movie. Oh, yeah, really? Uh-huh. Oh, there's still film markets in the world that... There are, there are st- no kiss scenes allowed, period, in oh, any wow. movie. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Bollywood just, fi- you know, India, they just finally, like the last decade, have had uh, on-screen kissing. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's a wrap. Um, you know, I think I don't have the problems with um, Buzz like Krista does. I really don't. But, I mean, I understand your, I understand what you're saying. I don't really disagree with it. I just don't. It doesn't bother me as much. We have different opinions. Uh, if yeah. we all agree on everything, this would be a boring podcast. So I mean, it's all fine, and you know, I understand, and I don't. I'm not mad. I'm not. You know, you. I enjoyed this the most, and I was. You know, both. I think. And like, I understand why you 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 did because it's like it's actually a good movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a good movie. I think all of us were really hesitant walking into this movie and thinking yeah. this was cash grab and this was going to be a bad movie and this is just stupid and it. I think it totally worked. You know, it. it I I do like that we have this dynamics of like we're we're building like lots of different potential relationships that that boys can have with kids in that like you know Woody's the one who's like super loyal to his kid. But then you have Bo, who's like, I don't really care about a kid, you know? Yeah. And then you, you have Gabby, who's like, who's like, never had a kid, but she really, really wants one. 
Uh, and here's a question, because Bo Peep is a lamp. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I never played with my lamps. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, I guess the, in a way, you know, it does question how do video games change things? You know, are, is, are they alive too? Because I think a new generation of kids are not playing with physical toys anymore. They only play video games. Does so that's, you know, is toy is um wreck it ralph part of the toy story continuation you know <laughs> yeah exactly uh because that kind of makes sense because you know yeah um how do you how do video games work in this do they know that they're alive because there was that um speaking spell that was alive you know that's not it's a kind of toy, but yeah. it's more of electronic. You and know, do kids even and do kids even relate to Toy Story? I mean, it's it's funny. It's like like Funko Pops. Yeah, everybody I know who collects those are in their twenties and thirties. I don't. They're not like. It seems like toys are for adults now, not kids. Yeah, I don't like those Funko things at all. I think they're ugly. <laughs> you know what we're talking about, Krista, or no? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, they're these uh, god-awful little pieces of plastic that cost a quarter to make and sell for like 20 bucks. Wait, is that with the little police girl on, on Bo's shoulder? No, no. These are like cube-shaped heads, and they're like really huge heads. And um, oh! <laughs> Yeah, the, those things that are like really big, and they're, they make them for every movie now, um, you know. Uh -huh. So I wonder how that would be like in Toy Story because their heads just, you know, are so huge, you know. Oh, they're soulless zombies. <laughs> Maybe. Talk about cash grabs. A Funko Toy Story coming next. Uh, hey, yeah. Hey, Warner Brothers is working on a Funko Pop movie. All right. I guess that's basically it for this podcast. <laughs> just involved into talking about toys. Yeah, exactly. So, Jake, on Toy Story 4, we forgot to mention the 3D. What score would you give the 3D aspect? Uh, good. And uh, Krista texted in. Um, she left the conversation, but um, she said it was great, and I will say good, too. Overall, I mean, it has its moments, but it's most of the movie is just not there for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they missed a lot of opportunities. Like, Duke Kaboom, they really should have had that stuff pop and didn't yeah and you know it just it has depth but doesn't have a lot of depth you know it's just like a couple yeah okay i mean it wasn't bad it's just kind of the 3d that a fan you it's a casual viewer is not going to get anything out of it i don't think yeah but if you're and you'll enjoy it yeah in my written review i gave it good i was like you know i enjoyed it it was nice it was not terrible it wasn't it had it added some stuff to the movie um, you know, so yeah, just wanted to throw that in there for any, you know, anyone curious on our final thoughts on the 3D aspect. We're recording this little segment after we did the podcast to just remember to do that. So that's why Chris is not here. But um, yeah, just throwing that out there. Bye. 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 All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. 
And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.